is uh, a celebration, and, and a lot of times with the celebration, when we're talking about uh, biblical calendars, those shofars get involved, or trumpets. And sure. So I think we're going to jump into making some of that noise right now. Yeah, we're <laughs> literally going to make the noise. You have to do it yourself. But uh, the, uh, the sound of the trumpets, I mean, this is also called the Feast of Trumpets, mm-hmm. right? Or Teruah, the Feast of Shouting, however you want to look at that. So uh, that's one of the areas where, as Gentiles, if you don't grow up in a in a Jewish kind of community, you miss out on a lot of the different little things that don't make real sense to us. Why in the world are all this blowing? <laughs> What's all the noise? So the celebration of Rosh Hashanah is filled with great food. That makes it one of my favorites. Trumpets and rest. I'm for all of those. The greeting, in case you want to greet somebody, is Shana Tova, which means a good or happy year. Shana is year. Tova is happy or good. So Shana Tova. Rosh Hashanah ushers in the 10 days of awe, ending on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, which is the most holy day of the Jewish year. It's 10 days from Rosh Hashanah, so it's 12 days away. The name Rosh Hashanah is not used in the Bible, so if you go look it up, you'll never find it. (laughs) We have only two verses with commands to celebrate this particular feast, and very little instruction, which is why there's... We spent a good bit of time today, and then the, it's uh, Numbers twenty-nine in the seventh month on the first day of the month, which will be Sunday. You shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no customary work. For you, it is a day of blowing the trumpets, a yom teruah. Leviticus twenty-four says this is the only other verse on what we're supposed to do. Right in the seventh month on the first day of the month. You shall have a Sabbath rest, holy convocation, a memorial of blowing of trumpets, which is a zichron teruah. Now, teruah, which is just a fun word to say, by the way, mm-hmm. is a war cry or a battle cry. Can you imagine running into battle? Teruah! <laughs> that would be fun. You scare me. Yeah. An alarm or a warning signal. It's a blast for marching. It's also a shout of joy. It sounds joyful. Teruah! Makes me happy. <laughs> zichron means remember and mention it's the same word that's in Exodus 3.15 when God is giving us his name and he's commanding us to zikron his name, Yehovah. Now, does he want us to remember his name or does he want us to mention his name or even to shout out his name? Mm. Most translations put the word shofar, the ram's horn or trumpet as part of the name of this day. But the closest actual name for this holiday would be Yom Teruah, which literally means a day of shouting or blasting, which the Jews feel mean blasting the shofar and trumpets. Mm. But here's the thing. Teruah in the scriptures, it's there 36 times. Even though the rabbis focus on blowing the shofar 100 times on Rosh Hashanah, there's a lot more to Teruah than blowing a shofar. In fact, if there was, we'd all be in trouble because hardly anybody can blow those things. They're just terribly hard. The King James translates through as shout 11 times, shouting eight times. That's a total of 19. Six as alarm, three for sound, two for blowing, two for joy, and four just kind of miscellaneous. So a few of those sing, a, sing to him a new song, play skillfully with a loud noise, a shout of joy. Most kids can get that one. You don't have to be old to Turua. Uh, Psalm 150, praise him on the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the crashing cymbals. That's Turua, crashing cymbals. Drummers actually love this day. Uh, Psalm 27, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me. Therefore, I will sacrifice 
offer sacrifices of joy. That's the Torah word. Sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to Yehovah. So the sound of your praise, so whether it's hopefully in your house this morning, but in church on Sunday, whenever you're really celebrating, that is the sound, Teruah. All right? Joshua 6. Come to pass when they make a long blast with the ram's horn. When you hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. So all of those are teruas. Then the wall of the city will fall down flat, and the people shall go up, every man straight before him. All right, Jericho. So here, it's not the sound of the shofar blast, but it's the loud shout that's the terua. Mm. So hopefully you get the idea. This day, if you get in your mind, the Feast of Trumpets, you're actually the trumpet. <laughs> right? Trumpet me trumpet. When David celebrated with the ark, the scriptures say they used the shofar and they teruah. So it mentions both shouting and sounding the shofar. Teruah is referred to also as crying because as a war cry or battle cry, an alarm, a special blast, all that kind of. Some of the sounds of the shofar, if you ever hear them blown, can be uh, kind of sad, like mourning. Mm -hmm. It is kind of like a trumpet when you're playing uh, a sad dirge. So... There is that aspect to it, but there is this joy and happiness. So when you, what, is the, what is today? How, how do I deal with Rosh Hashanah? So here's some of the things that God would also tell you. Job 8, he'll, he will yet fill your mouth with laughing and your lips with joy, rejoicing to Ruah. That's the only passage in the Tanakh, the Old Testament, of a celebration of the day of Yom Teruah is in Nehemiah. They return from captivity. Imagine that. A lot to celebrate. years of captivity. And they rebuilt the walls and the gates of Jerusalem. Then they read the law of Moses for the first time. So these guys had never read the law of Moses. And Ezra opened the book in the sight of all the people. For he was standing above all the people. And when he opened it, all the people stood up. Ezra blessed Jehovah, the great God. Then all the people answered, amen, amen. Not if it had been amen, 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 we'd have gone all the way to uh, Paul Walker. But just amen, <laughs> amen, while lifting up their hands. And they bowed their heads and worshipped Jehovah with their faces to the ground. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to Jehovah your God. Do not mourn or weep. So Sunday through Monday... That's the, other, that's the other rule. Don't get sad. It's a very happy day. No mourning or weeping. For all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. And he said to them, go your way. Eat the fat. Drink the sweet. And send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to Jehovah. Do not sorrow. For the joy of Jehovah is your strength. You probably know that verse. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So the Levites quieted all the people, saying, Be still, for the day is holy. Do not be grieved. All the people went their way to eat and drink, to send portions, and rejoice greatly, because they understood the words that were declared to them. So this is a day. No, no fat-free foods. <laughs> no no sugar-free. This is a day to actually rejoice. Thrilled Let you. all out the stops, yes. Come on. The shofar used for Yom Teruah was the horn of a wild goat. And the shofar is blown... Uh, if you ever been to a service, which is really fun, there's a number of Messianic synagogues around here, but a hundred times during that service, that's a lot of noise. They were blown in a set pattern of three different sounds, three times for each, total of nine, and the pattern is repeated 11 times for 99. Wow. So that tells you there's one left, right? The hundredth blast is set apart. This is the blast that is known as the last trump, mm. the last trumpet. The last sound, right? 
uh, Leviticus 23, a holy convocation commemorated with trumpet blasts. So the fourth reason we celebrate this feast, the Feast of Trumpets, marks the end of the summer harvest. It's the end of the world. It's prophetic. As the church, we're in the midst of this great harvest just before the day of Jehovah. The Feast of Trumpets is God's wake-up call. It's a reminder you don't have forever. The Day of Atonement is near when you stand before God. And that brings up the fifth reason we celebrate the feast. The shofar itself recalls the binding of Isaac, which occurred on Rosh Hashanah when a ram took Isaac's place as an offering to God. Genesis 22 says this. It's God talking to Abraham. Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love. Go to the land of Moriah. Offer him there as a burnt offering. And on one of the mountains, of which I'll tell you, and Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him was a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered it up as a burnt offering instead of his son. Mm. That is the first mention of love in the Bible in Genesis 22 on Rosh Hashanah. The ram is obviously a foreshadowing of Passover when it takes a place, which is also a foreshadowing of the ultimate Passover lamb, Yeshua, Jesus, on the cross. But also, I think the more significant thing in that particular story is Abraham. He's foreshadowing God, the Father, Jehovah, who would willingly sacrifice his only son. Mm, and a lot yes. of times we, ha- and we have a hard time wrapping our mind around how Jesus could come and die and lay down his life for our sins. But you also have, and when you get to Rosh Hashanah, you also have to remember the other son, that the Father who has to give his son. Mm-hmm. Many of us could probably get the concept of laying down our own lives with the life of our son. No. So Rosh Hashanah is that moment where you put your yourself in, in God's shoes or sandals and say, what would I give for the one I love? Mm. Wow. So it's a, I think it's a pretty cool day.